Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, we touched on this a little bit last week, how wide open the NCAA tournament is. And that proved to be the case right on into the Final Four. Nobody higher than a four seed, a nine, two fives are also in there. Uh, quite a tournament for upsets. Uh, I honestly thought that the NIL and the free transfer rules coming in would favor the Blue Bloods, at least this year, that hasn't been the case. Uh, no, and I just... You know, the weird thing about upsets are they're thrilling in the moment, and then you go, okay, yeah, but do I want to watch Florida Atlantic in the Final Four? You know, <laughs> right, right. Of, I mean, and listen, they, they earned it. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They are, all these teams are very well coached. That's Dutcher and Hurley really stand out as great coaches. Uh, UConn's always got a very good team. But I just think college basketball, men's college basketball, is just – not that interesting anymore. The blue bloods aren't fascinating. You know, it's like, let's face it. It's like I always say about baseball. You want the Yankees to be good enough that when you beat them, it means something. You don't want the, you don't want to see them win it every year, but you want them to be good enough that play, that they kind of set a bar that everybody aspires to. Well, you don't really have a Yankees right now in college basketball. Um, you know, you don't, they don't, none of the blue blood teams were particularly good this year. None of the number one seeds were really that good, we, and we all knew it going in. Yep. And you end up with just a bunch of teams that you wouldn't spend three dollars to watch midseason playing in the final four. It, it, listen, it can still be entertaining basketball, but it's, it's not to me as captivating as the tournament once was. Yeah. Every good story needs a villain and there isn't one. I mean, you've got no. four, I don't know if I can call you kind of Cinderella necessarily, but the other teams are all making their first appearances into the four. There's there's for those that love the underdog, there's lots to choose from. No doubt. And, and it's fun to see Dutcher. He, obviously, he's an excellent coach. And, of course, the Gophers once courted him. I, uh, you know, I, I think he likes being in San Diego and having a shot at being in the NCAA tournament every year. Um, he seems to have chosen wisely. Hurley's a, an excellent coach. UConn might be the best team remaining right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, it's it just it feels like a Maui Invitational instead of a Final Four. So the Gophers have previously tried to, to, to bring Brian Dutcher to the U? Yes. Uh, well, and there's a little mystery there. We don't know how how much of an offer they made. I mean, uh, last so when they hired Patino, Dutcher and Musselman were two of the big names. Mm-hmm. And then when they hired Ben Johnson, those names came up again, but nobody really thought they had a shot at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I, I'm sure there has been contact, whether they've made real offers, whether they're told not to bother, whether those guys are just using it to get better deals from their own teams, all that is a bit of a mystery. But yeah, the Govers would have loved to have either Dutcher or Musselman at some point, and uh, it's a, and frankly, it's a shame they didn't get them. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe in the future. Honestly, I hope uh, Ben Johnson figures it out and get things going in the right direction. We aren't talking about another coach for the Gopher men's basketball team. Stability is good, and they don't really have much of that uh, right now. Uh, I thought the Timberwolves looked terrific uh, last night defensively at the end of the game against Golden State. I, I, you know, I've been hearing so much about Jaden McDaniels and his defensive prowess. Boy, it was really on display at the end of what, for him at least, was a terrible game last night. But two big defensive possessions right at the end last night. Yeah, he, he's hit and miss offensively, mm-hmm. uh, but defensively he's almost always there. In fact, I think he plays better when he has the tougher assignment, mm-hmm. he seems to lock in more and just say, okay, I'm taking this guy out. Uh, and last night he's, they're playing against the, 
you know, the champion players from the Warriors, and they, you know, two late possessions in a game that they very easily could have lost. Kyle Anderson comes up with a steal in the open court, gets it to Towns for a, th- a game-winning three. Then they have to defend the Warriors, and uh, McDaniels, Conley, all over uh, Curry, uh, and and then uh, out, in an out-of-bounds play, Anthony Edwards doesn't give Curry a, ch- a chance to get a good shot off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. This team can play excellent defense. And when you add in Towns' offensive prowess, now Edwards was not himself last night coming off an injury. He was sluggish. Mm. But you can see how – and they, they beat the Warriors even they basically didn't play any offense in the second quarter. I mean, they had real long offensive droughts. Mm-hmm. Their defense saved them. But you can see the upside here offensively. But Edwards is cooking, Towns is cooking, and Gobert has room to move inside. They can be really dangerous. And due to the struggles with foul trouble as well for Jaden McDaniels, that gave Nas Reed more minutes, and he was highly effective again off the bench. He's a free agent uh, after this season. What's the story with Nas Reed? Can they actually re-sign him after the year, or will it be tough under the cap? It's going to be really tough. Um, and it's a shame because he he's one of their best players. Mm-hmm. You know, Nas Reed and Kyle Anderson started the year as intriguing role players. Now they're two of their best players, period. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I think Nas is putting on a show right now, looking for that big contract to set you up for life. And I don't know if the Wolves can afford to give that to him. Although he probably will get it from someone, won't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a wonderful player. He really is good. And listen, you know, every player has flaws. He has trouble defending bigger posts. Mm-hmm. He's more of an offensive, uh, you know, shot making post than inside. But, but somebody's somebody's going to love that that skill set and give him a lot of money. Uh, what? Uh, not many games left now for the Wolves. I think seven games, and they're still only a game and a half out of fourth uh, in the Western Conference. Despite their up and down nature, a lot of the West has been up and down. Not just the Timberwolves. The Mavericks have gone in the tank. Uh, not surprisingly, after getting Kyrie Irving, they play no defense and yeah. make some games make no effort. Uh, the Suns still haven't really caught fire with Durant in town. Uh, the Grizzlies are actually looking really good right now. So the top three teams are pretty solid. Uh, mm-hmm. Kings don't play any defense, but they're very talented. The Grizzlies we know all about, and the Nuggets are a very good regular season team. Uh, after that, you know, it's anybody. Anybody could end up being the fourth seed. Anybody can end up missing the playoffs at this point. Yeah, uh, and then who knows, maybe it does set up then for the Timberwolves to maybe have a little success. I mean, what is it, 2005, the last time they won a playoff series? Uh, they, haven't won a, they haven't won a playoff series since uh, the Western Conference final. Yeah, and and that's actually the only season in which they've won any playoff series, yes. right? I mean, they won two that yes. year, haven't won any other, so it would be good to, to change that little piece of history there. Uh, let's and talk- the other thing... I would say the other thing yep. is even if they just kind of set themselves up for success next year, mm-hmm. that you know, given all the injuries, that I mean, nobody wants to hear that. I know that, but but th- this could be a great building block block for next year, even, yeah. even if they don't win a playoff series this year. Yeah, that's right. They aren't. Uh, it isn't this year or nothing. That's for sure. They just have only begun. Uh, the Gobert, Cat, and Anthony Edwards uh, troika playing together and haven't played together very much. So yeah, it certainly is. Seems as though they're built for the next few years. Uh, for the Twins, uh, Bailey Ober sent down. Not a big surprise. Uh, they probably want him to, you know, keep pitching on regular days at AAA. I keep hearing people feel like he's being insulted. He's being complimented. They think he's their, their, their best young starter and their sixth best starter overall uh, behind five veterans. Uh, mm-hmm. They sent him down because they want him to be a starter, not just a bullpen guy. Cole Sands is going to be in the bullpen as the last reliever because they don't mind losing him as a 
true starter. Uh, Ober had a nice spring, but that doesn't mean much. It was always going to be Maeda as the fifth starter if Maeda was, yep. was healthy. And Ober will be the first uh, starter called up. And guess what? He's going to get called up. You know, I mean, the opening day roster just doesn't mean that much anymore. Between injuries and rest and the way people manage their 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 pitching staffs, uh, Ober will get a chance to come up here and, and show what he can do. How about fast starts? Does that still mean something? I mean, do you still want to, you know, get out of the gate somewhat decently? I mean, listen, do you want to? Um, listen, the, the, I think the 91 Twins started really slowly, mm-hmm. and they ran away with their division. So I think the most important thing about the early season is – being healthy and not letting whoever leads the division get too far out in front. You yeah. know, you can't, it's the, it's the old cliche. You can't win the division in April, but you can lose it. We've seen the twins lose the division in April a couple of times mm-hmm. in the last decade. And that's what they, that's what they need to avoid. And, and uh, their bullpen has a lot of flamethrowers. They're, they're, they're yes. a 96 plus mile an hour bullpen now, which is good to see. Uh, Alcala could be dynamic. I mean, uh, Duran's could, I, I think Duran's going to have a monster season. Lopez is your setup guy is really good. Thielbar and Moran is lefties, uh, really good. Uh, you know, and they have some organizational depth. Uh, you know, Alcala could be kind of the secret weapon here. You know, if, if he's, if he go, enters your season, is like your sixth or seventh top reliever and he ends up being as good as anybody in the bullpen, boy, what a weapon that could be. And, you know, Giovanni Moran had kind of um, escaped my uh, consciousness uh, because he was kind of up and down and he was caught in some, you know, roster things that were going on. And he, so he had to be sent down after all he had options remaining. But when he was with the Twins last year, he's really a good left-hander. He's really good. And Thielbar has really kind of revolutionized himself from being just a classic soft-tossed lefty to be somebody somebody who has some serious uh, velocity and spin rate to go with his know-how. So they're they're really happy with their lefties right now. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.